All right, y'all, this is episode two. Welcome back to the Nutri Zone. I'm James. Um, I kind of have a cold. Hopefully, not anything like Corona, but you know, it's been passing, so just uh, believe it's not. So, uh, just bear with me and my voice today. Uh, today, we're just going to talk about <clears throat> the wide receiver quarterback. And running back rankings um, for the draft prospects today. Well, in this upcoming draft, anyway. Um, so, what we're going to do is just go through what's the normal rankings on them, give you like a downline of what everybody's saying about wide receivers, running backs, and quarterbacks, and then I'm going to give you my opinions, what I think about these prospects. So let's get into it. All right, first we're going to start off with uh, number one ranking for wide receivers, Jerry Judy out of Alabama. He's 6'1", 193 pounds. Um, his 40 time is 4'4", 4.45. Sorry about that. Um also, you just gotta have to deal with a little bit of background noise too, because I am home. So, apologize about that. Uh, he's protected in his top twenty um, in his career in Alabama. He totaled seventy-seven receptions. I'm sorry. Last year, he totaled for seventy-seven receptions, one thousand one hundred sixty-three yards, and ten touchdowns in 2019. Pretty good season. Um. They're saying that he shows dynamic skills to be a wide receiver. Uh, NFL scouts really like him. He did play on a net saving, though, which is a good thing. Um, What I think about this prospect, I think, honestly, I, I do believe Henry Ruggs is a little bit better of a a prospect than Jerry Judy. Um, I think Henry Ruggs is a little bit faster than him. Um, I don't know. It's just something that, uh, you know, he, he reminds, Jerry Judy kind of reminds me of um, Amar, Amari Cooper. I know some of you might say, oh, he's top five. He's not top five to me. No, no top five receiver. Not in my book. Um, he's, Amari has disappeared in a lot of games. Um, Jerry Judy, I think, would be a good number two, not a number one. Depends on how people use him, too. So we're just going to move on and go to who everybody is, I don't know, kind of hating on right now. Uh, OU's C.D. Lamb, wide receiver at Oklahoma. He's 6'2", 198 pounds. He ran a 40 time, and I don't think this is his... Gain speed time, 4.50 seconds. Um, so they're saying that Oklahoma struggled to get Lamb as many targets in 2019 with Jalen Hurts at quarterback. I mean, that's just natural. He had to play with a new quarterback. He played with Kyler. I believe he played... With Baker, I'm gonna have to check my sources on that one. I think he played with Baker, so 
to be honest, he's had three different quarterbacks in the last three years. So that could be it. Um, He's really good at route running. He has good hands. He's good size and strength and superb. And he's, he's really good at running after the catch. So he's really good at getting yards after the initial catch, which is good. Um, he they say he's has the potential of being the number one receiver in the NFL. Um, they didn't like really his combine numbers, but you know combine or or his pro day numbers. What I've heard about. The combine numbers, I really don't trust the combine when it comes to certain wide receivers. Honestly, um, I think this guy may be the number one receiver in this class, to be honest. Uh, I think he'll fit on an NFL team a little better. Um, I think he shows the skills, the route running skills, the good hands. And his game speed will be a little bit different. We've seen this guy play at Alabama. We see how he can get open against defenders. I think this guy will be a, the number one receiver out of the class. Okay. All right, now we're going to move on to Henry Ruggs III. Wide receiver at Alabama. He's 5'11". Little undersized. 188 pounds. He might change his... Wait, he did run the fastest 40 time, I believe, in the combine with a 4.27. He had 40 catches for 746 yards and seven touchdowns in 2018. Saying he's really a tremendous group of receivers. Sources say he's the fastest, possessing a serious ability to stretch the field. Ruggs' production was held back by Alabama spreading the ball, which I can agree with, and by Tua kind of going down too, because um, his production, he has, you know, he had more production in the previous year than he had last year. I think Tua going down has a lot to do with that. He did suffer a concussion in the Citrus Bowl in Michigan. He showed off world class speed at the combine again. This is probably not his game time speed, but it is an impressive 4.2. I also think that he can get open a little bit more than Jerry Judy. I also think he'll have an opportunity to hop in whatever team drafts him to hop in their, uh, their slot position, which he could become really dangerous. Example, Miko Hardeman of the Kansas City Chiefs. I told everybody last year, Miko was a good fit at slot. He's not a number one, no, but he definitely is a number two or three. I think Henry Ruggs, however, could be a number one on an offense. Depends what team he goes to and how they use him. So we're just going to move on now. And T. Higgins. Wide receiver out of Clemson. This thing moves. Sorry about that. 
Higgins had 59 catches for 1,176 yards and 13 touchdowns in 2019. He is a tall, long receiver who is a red zone weapon and provides a size mismatch, mismatch for the NFL. He is a dangerous red zone threat given his length and ability, leaving ability. He is a volleyball player. He's a volleyball player style receiver who is not a tough wideout to work between the numbers. Assuming his pro day 40 time is solid. He had a 40 time of 4.55, which is pretty solid because, again, like I've been telling y'all, um, these are combine numbers. He also is 6'4", 216. He has very good size. Um, T. Higgins can be really dangerous. I see DeAndre Hopkins all over him. Um, maybe since the Houston Texans um, did such a made such a stupid decision and traded DeAndre Hopkins, maybe they can trade up and go get T. Higgins. I know they need a receiver for D- Deshaun Watson because they made a terrible decision trading him. To Arizona. Terrible. No excuse for it. Um, okay. So we're going to move on. And I'm only going to give you the top five of things. So we're just going to move on pretty quickly here. Um, oh, and next. Justin Jefferson, wide receiver at LSU. He's 6'1", 202. He clocked in a 40 time of 4.43. Justin was superb in 2019, recording 111 catches, 1,540 yards, and 18 touchdowns. And see, this is why I think Joe, we'll get to Joe Burrows later. We're not going to talk about Joe Burrows right now, but I'll tell you why when I get to Joe Burrows. Um, In 2018, he had 54 receptions and 875 yards and six scores. Jefferson has length to go with some quickness and athleticism. He has a ton of upside with speeds to make plays downfield and mismatch length to make receivers to make receptions over defensive backs. He was a steady big, big play produ- producer for Joe Burrows in, two th- in 2019. So what I think, uh, think is he's also a really pretty good receiver. Is he a number one? He might not be, um, but I also think he did contribute a lot to LSU's 2019 title. Um, you know, people seem to think it's just Joe Burrows, but I'm going to tell you my thoughts why in a second, because we're going to go to quarterbacks next. Um I, I think this guy, he killed Georgia. He definitely did. He killed Oklahoma, um, killed Alabama. You know, him and uh, Randy Moss's son, I forgot his name. Um, so we're just going to move on to quarterbacks now. And bear with me. Just trying to switch screens.
difficulties. Just bear with me, guys. Alright. Trying to get quarterback rankings. Why is this not pulling up? Just one more second. quarterback prospects and we're going to start off with what everybody thinks is the best quarterback in the class I beg to differ but his name is Joe Burrows QB out of LSU he's 6'3 221 um, no need to mention his 40 time didn't run at the combine he ran his pro day which yeah, is average it's 4.83 um, here they saying after surveying league scores his After injury to Tua Tungavaloya, the major of sources voted for Burrow as a quarterback who will be selected in the 2020 NFL Draft, which I think so too. I think most of his success comes off of Tua's injuries. I also think his win came off of Tua not being in the game, so, you know. Bro was fantastic for LSU in 2019. So was Joe Brady, completing 76% of his passes for 5,061, 671 yards and 60 touchdowns with six interceptions. On the ground, he notched 368 yards rushing and five touchdowns. Bro has the ability to start in the NFL given his quality size, function, mobility, and above average accuracy. The senior was lights out in 2019, playing at an insanely high level and dominating the SEC en route to winning the Heisman Trophy and leading his team to the national championship. Just like here, just like even this, even this, even this review, they don't have really much about what he did in his career. What about the previous year? He only threw maybe 20 touchdowns his previous year when he first came at LSU before they got Joe Brady. Um, I'm not hating on him here. I just don't think people are really good, a really good 
product here. I think he is a one-year wonder. Um, he doesn't really have great athleticism. He's average in that department. I would say Alex Smith. And even though I think Alex Smith was a little bit faster than him, I see really Alex Smith on him. He does have a good arm. I give him that. He does look down the field well. I give him that. But he also did that with a very good running game. Edwards, Hilaire, Justin Jefferson. Um, really good offensive line. Um, he took advantage of. And uh, I really just think his tools made him look better. Um, I don't think Joe Burrows is number one. Is a number one pick. Um, I'll tell you who in a second. We're going to move on, though. Okay, number two prospect is Tua Tagovailoa, quarterback at Alabama. He's six feet, two hundred seventeen pounds. Forty time was four point seven zero. Not really surprising. Expected a little slower, but he did show some uh, movement that he can move in college. So I'm not, you know, not really, not really surprised about that so tug of has received positive positive medical reports about his injured hip here they go with his injury which is fair and likely work out for nfl teams before the 2020 draft nfl draft which is not really going to happen um, because of the coronavirus and things going on so he's not going to be able to work out so Teams are taking a risk on them because, you know, they haven't seen him work out and maybe like when he get injured, like November, like at least four or five months. So they are taking a risk. Um, disaster struck for Tua, for, for Tua in Alabama when he went down for the season due to a dislocated hip suffered against Mississippi State. And yeah, he was like on a play and then he ran. He tried to run for the first down and then a guy tackled him from behind and he just went down. It, it, it was an ugly situation, some ugly to see. I was watching the game myself, so I know exactly kind of what happened in that game. So that, you know, a hip injury is not really a good injury for a quarterback to have, especially for before the pros. So. That it that are people's concerns. But let's go to the positive stuff. In 2019, and this is playing just weeks he played, like eight, nine weeks, maybe. In 2019, Tua completed 71% of his passes for 2,840 yards. 33 touchdowns and three interceptions. He also had two rushing touchdowns as well, which, I mean, it doesn't matter. Tua was superb, doing a tremendous job of getting the ball in the hands of playmakers and making good decisions with impeccable ball security. All season, he threw the ball accurately, showing good vision, anticipation, and patience. He's an aggressive passer who challenges defenses downfield while throwing an accurate deep ball. Ah, accurate deep ball. 
against against teams that can't challenge Bama. He threw an accurate deep ball. Uh, I'm going to go to his performances against Georgia in the 2018, yes, 2018 SC title game where they shut him down and pretty much injured Tua for the first time in his career. Um, He didn't have good stats there. He didn't really have good stats against Clemson. Um, And then even in the national title, he threw two touchdowns and two interceptions. I mean, given he was a freshman, so I'm not going to take that away from him. But those are not great numbers, you know. But he did win, so I'll I'll give him that. He did win. Um, Tua is a really good quarterback, but I think he's going to have to work on the deep ball. They're saying his deep ball is accurate, but that's not what I've seen. I've watched almost every other. I'm a Georgia fan, so I've watched almost every other. Bama game there is and against big teams he doesn't really show that accuracy they're talking about so I mean I think if a team like the Dolphins get him or uh, the Chargers or something like that which I don't think they're going to get him I think they're going to be he's going to be in good hands I think that you also have to have a good offensive line You, you don't want this kid to you know get you don't want this kid to get an injury based off of you can't block. You know, he Tua really can have another major injury right now. He kind of reminds me of uh, how Robert Griffin went through college and he had an ACL tear. And then in the NFL, he did it again. And after that, his career was pretty much over. I mean, given that RG3 went to the total run team in Washington. But, you know, you can see the similarities here. Really good talents, um, pretty good players, but you know, you might want to make sure they have good pieces around them. Um, I think Tua is one of the guys that we possibly can be talking about in a couple of years, depends on if how well he handles injuries. And if he survives through that, but I think Tua can be a, a good quarterback despite that. So let's move on here. All right, next prospect is Justin Herbert, QB out of Oregon. He's six six. He's really big. Two hundred thirty six. He's he weighs two hundred thirty six pounds. Um, he ran a four point six nine, which is pretty good. For his size. Um, <clears throat> Herbert completed 67% of his passes for 3,471 yards, 32 touchdowns, and six interceptions. He scored four rushing touchdowns too, but Oregon didn't run him as much, which is good. They don't need to. You know, so the senior was. I'm sorry. The senior has all the physical tools to be good, to be a good NFL starter with a powerful arm, mobility and accuracy. When Herbert is given time, he is utterly deadly in his ability to carve up to carve up a defense. He's not a vocal leader, which can be bad. 
You do need to be a vocal leader in the huddle. And some teams want their quarterback to be that kind of presence in the huddle, on the sideline, and in the locker room. Yeah, I would think Herbert wouldn't really need to work on the being a vocal leader. You kind of do. As a quarterback, you're the natural leader. You're in the middle of the huddle. You tell everybody what to do. So you do need to step up. And I think he will. I think that takes time. And I think for Oregon, you don't need to be that leader because most of their plays are, you know, predetermined. So I think he is a good athlete. He evidently he does put up pretty good numbers. Um, but I think what he needs to work on is being that leader in the locker room and a little bit his accuracy too. A lot of people are saying that. I do also believe he does need to work on his accuracy. But I also think because this happened to Marcus Moriata, I think the right team that has a plan for him and whoever drafts him needs to have a playbook for Justin Herbert. You can't make, you can't bring in this guy who's used to playing a spread offense in the NCAA. And first year, you want him to learn drop back. You want him to be great at dropping back and stuff. I'm like, no, he's not that type of guy yet. You can you can develop him into that type of guy, but you need to have a playbook for him. Kind of, I mean, the only thing Mike Shanahan did right before Robert Griffin in the first year. Because he took his playbook. He took his playbook from Baylor and incorporated it in his offense in the Redskins. Reason why RG3 was pretty successful in his first year, even though despite the injury, just going off his regular season performance, he did pretty well. Um, Yeah. Herbert is going to have to go to the right team. They're going to have to give him good, you know, a decent offensive line. He doesn't need a really good one because he can move a little bit. He needs a decent offensive line. You need to give him capable receivers, somebody, something can work with. Don't do what the Titans did to Marcus. You know, they put Marcus in an offense that he, he couldn't succeed in. I mean, I'm sorry. Titans did a terrible job with they did a terrible terrible job with Marcus. And now he's on the Raiders. You know, so you know, they play paid Ryan Tannehill, but that's a different story. We're not gonna get into that. But I think Justin Herbert needs the right tools and the right coaching, more of the right coaching staff than the right tools. Because I think this kid can succeed. So moving on to the next quarterback. We're going to talk about Jordan Love out of Utah State, 6'4", 224 pounds. He has a 40 time of 4.65. Love had a good workout on the field at the Combine, showing him arm strength and athletic ability. Sources voted him, voted him the most overrated prospect for 2020 NFL draft, so he may slide lower. Then where he they the the hype suggests I'm sorry 
2019, Love completed 62% of his passes for 3,402 yards and 20 touchdowns. Yeah, yeah. Interceptions don't look good. 17 interceptions. He has some buzz about being a pro prospect coming off his 2018 season. He has some buzz coming off a buzz about being a pro coming off his 2018 season where he completed 64% of his passes, 3,567 3, yards, 32 touchdowns, and six interceptions. Yeah, that's a serious jump between um, six and 17 interceptions. I mean, if you're jumping in between that, either something was wrong with your coaching staff or something was wrong with you. So, um, but that is a drastic, that is a drastic change between years. I mean, you're going from 11 more interceptions and how many 20, 20 this year touchdowns and 32, that's 12 less touchdowns and 11 more interceptions. So either he is not consistent or his, that could be on the fall of his coaching staff too, or some receivers left his team. We'll find out in the NFL. Um, Jordan Love, Utah State, you never know with some of these guys from these kind of colleges. Everybody's saying he's overrated. Uh, you could call him overrated because of college he's from. But also, you got to think about people like Carson Wentz, who is from a D2 school. He didn't play D1 football. Um, and he turned out okay. Um, Jordan Love. I don't know. He reminds, he has good size. 6'4", 224. It's pretty good. It's pretty good size. But uh, can you do anything special on the field? No. Not to me. So we're, we're just going to see how he turns out. Okay. Number five on the list. Oh. I'm surprised they have him number five because everybody's supremely hating on him. Um, Jake Fromm, quarterback out of Georgia, 6'2", 219. His 40 time is 4.90. It's not a surprise. He's not that fast. Okay, so Fromm completed 60% of his passes in 2019 for 2,860 yards, 24 touchdowns, and five interceptions, which is still pretty good given the how terrible the offense was in 2019. So um, I know a lot about this guy. Um, studied him for the last three years. Uh Watched the show QB1 that he was on with uh, Tate Martell and all the other guys. So I know a lot about this kid and what he could do and what he can't do. Yeah, he doesn't have a strong arm, and that will hurt him. But at the same time, um, I think from 
has the ability to make the passes that you want him to make. Um, he does show smart. He can make smart decisions on the field. Kind of like how they highlight Brady. For, I'm not comparing him to Brady. But I'm just saying that he has the same ability as Brady as far as making decisions wise. Now, does he has a laser ability to throw it in the passing like like Brady? I don't know yet. He's going to have to show me that. He's going to really, really have to show me that in the pros. But however, this kid has been in some of the biggest games a quarterback could ever be in in his college career and has pretty much succeeded. I think Georgia, and I'm a Georgia fan. This is coming from a diehard Georgia fan. I think Georgia's offense, however, did hold him back a lot. I don't think they used him in the right way. I don't think they highlighted some of his um, abilities on the field. I think they just got frustrated because, oh, he doesn't have a strong arm. Uh, I think Kirby and his office coordinator didn't call the right place for him either. There's a lot of people saying, oh, he's overrated. He's just going to be this and that. No, I think if he gets with the right team, he can be pretty dangerous. Um, I, I, I think he's the right guy for the job. I mean, that's, that's what I'm saying. So just look at this. Okay. So they're saying in 2018, what was it? No, no. In 2018, he passed for two, 2,749 yards, 30 touchdowns and only six interceptions. Okay. And we changed office coordinators from this guy named Tim Coley or something like that. He's, he was terrible. I'm glad he's off the team now. Um, but Fromm has shown the ability when you put him in the right situations, he can deliver. This man passed on Bama over 300 yards twice. One as a freshman and one as a sophomore in college. So I think if the right team gets him, hopefully the right team gets this guy. Because I think they can succeed with Fromm. So we're just going to move on and move on to the running backs now. All right. Just a second. Move on to running back prospects. And this is the last category we're going to do for the day. All right. So, no, no, no. It's round one. What the hell? All right. Tactical difficulties again. So, let me see. All right, 2020. This up. All right. Okay. All right. So, <clears throat> in the 2020, sorry about coughing. 
But the 2020, for the 2020 draft, the running back rankings go like this. First running back on the list is DeAndre Swift, running back out of Georgia. He's 5'8", 212 pounds, which is pretty good size. And he ran a 4.48. I know a lot about this guy, too. Um, in 2019, Swift averaged 6.2 per yards per carry. It's pretty good. For 1,216 yards and seven touchdowns. He had 24 receptions for 216 yards and a touchdown as well. He ran well uh, for Georgia, showing good speed, vision, cutting ability, and versatility. I would have to say his cutting ability is on par with Saquon Barkley's, in my opinion. Like, I, I've never seen any running back cut like these two guys, and they just cut up the field like they do. I'm actually, <laughs> DeAndre cut so well, I'm actually afraid that he can mess up and have a, a, a ankle injury because he, he cuts so well, but it looks so dangerous when he does it because he does it so fast. So uh, DeAndre, I think he is a good running back. Um, he's going to need to go to a team who runs a spread offense, of course, um, who could get him open on the pass as well as, as well as run. Um, he reminds me of Sony Michelle a lot. Um, I think he's a little bit faster than Michelle though. So, um, and I told everybody in the, 2017, uh, no, no, 2018 draft that Sonny Michelle was going to the, the Patriots because that was, that made the most sense to me that Michelle would go to the Patriots because um, he fit in their offense the best. He fit in their offense the best. So I think. DeAndre Swift probably needs to go uh, somebody like the Dolphins or somebody like um, shoot, even the Chargers. Chargers could use him or I used to think the Raiders until Josh Josh Jacobs came about. You know, he's really good, so they really doesn't they don't really don't need a really second option. Um, the Rams could use DeAndre Swift, but I doubt they can get him because they don't really have no leverage in the draft to trade up. So, and he's the number one back coming out. So, I, you know, you know, I doubt that they can get him. So, um, DeAndre Swift can go to, it's a lot of teams he can go to. But I think who can use him well is even the Philadelphia Eagles. But, again, they're out of reach for him, I think. Um, I think somebody early is going to get him within the top 15 picks. So th this, this kid, can he, he can fly. I mean, he's a really, really, really good running back. However, I don't think he's the best running back in the draft, the best pure running back in the draft. He is a good um, split carry running back that can that can um, 
fly down the field as well as go between tackles. But do you think you need to use him like kind of like Christian McCaffrey is used with the Panthers? So let's move on. Next running back is Jonathan Taylor. Jonathan Taylor, running back out of Wisconsin. He's 5'10, 226 yards. His 40 time is 4.39, which is not surprising. Because he is a he's pretty fast when he gets in the open field. Not so much as quick, like he's not as quick as um, DeAndre Swift. Swift is really quick. This guy is really powerful and pretty fast. Uh, so Taylor rolled over the competition in 2019, displaying his combination of power, quickness, vision, cutting, and ability, and tremendous and a tremendous stiff arm. I say he's been doing that since his freshman season. Ever since he came in, um, ever since he came in in his freshman season, he's been running over people. They they saying he was a NFL prospect in his freshman season, which I don't like to do that because you know kids are not ready, regardless of how physical they look. Kids are not ready to come out. Their freshman season, the NFL would destroy anybody who tried to come out after their freshman season because he's just not ready for the physicality. So, but he has displayed star ability since his freshman season. I could tell you that he's displayed star ability since his freshman season. So he averaged six point three yards per carry in two thousand nineteen. For 2,003, 2,003 yards with 21 touchdowns, he had 26 interceptions, 26 receptions for 252 yards and five touchdowns. He improved ability as a receiver, really helped with his draft stock. I don't think so. You have 26 receptions, and you, if you have 26 receptions, <laughs> and you rush over 2,000 yards, you're doing overtime. You're working overtime for that team. And 21 touchdowns as well as five touchdowns, five, five receiving touchdowns. That's pretty impressive. Um, I think whoever gets him is going to be a really lucky team getting him. It's going to be a really lucky team getting him. And, um, you know, he is the real deal. I think he is the best overall quarterback running back in this draft, if you ask me. Other people think it's DeAndre Swift. I think Swift is a good um, guy who could fit in a certain offense. I think this guy can almost go to any team and succeed. So... You know, that's my thoughts on Jonathan Taylor. So, moving on. Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, running back at LSU, which he is another... <coughs> Sorry about that. He's another contributor of Joe Burrow's success. He ran really well in 2019. 
He ran really well in 2019. So I think he's another contributor, which they're not talking about. Height, his height is 5'7". He's 207 pounds. Projected 40 time, well, not projected. His 40 time was 4.50. Edwards Hilaire was a dangerous runner and receiver for the Tigers in 2018, doing a lot of dirty work for their point machine for offense. The junior averaged 6.6 carry yards per carry, which is insane. Every time he touches the ball, he's getting almost seven yards, pretty much. You're getting seven yards. Just round it, point, round the point four. You're getting seven yards every time you touch the ball. Tell me a quarterback that couldn't throw for 40 touchdowns when his running back is getting 6.6 yards a carry, which is virtually, like I said, seven yards a carry. He ran for 1,414 yards with 16 touchdowns. He also had 55 inter- receptions. 55. He's not a receiver. He's a running back. 55 receptions for 400. 53 yards and a score. Edwards Hilaire is a tough runner with quickness, cutting ability, vision, and natural body lean. His natural receiving skills make him a potential three down starter. Team that I think that needs to get Edwards Hilaire, the Atlanta Falcons. Will they be able to get him? I think so. I don't think he's going to go early. Um, um, I, I don't think he's going to go early. I think Edwards Hilaire needs to be picked up by Falcons, mainly because the Falcons just got Todd Gurley. And I do think they need to use Todd Gurley at a premium, meaning I think they need to use Todd Gurley on special type plays. That they could fit him into. Todd Gurley is not an every down back. I think you do need to get a younger guy like Edwards Hilaire, who would be your every down, and then Todd Gurley can be your second. But the only team I think that needs to get Edwards Hilaire is the Atlanta Falcons. I think he fits on that team well. I think he can help shoot, help Matt Ryan out um, in the pass offense as well as. Uh, Todd Gurley. So I think Edwards Hilaire needs to go to the Falcons. Uh, if you're if you're catching for 55, if you're getting 55 receptions as a running back, uh, I mean your hands got to be pretty good. Just saying, you know. And this is why I think that why everybody should stop giving Joe Burrow's out of credit because he has these guys that can make. These type of stats, that's insane. 6.6 yards of carry is insane. So let's move on. Let's not get stuck on that. Okay, we're going to go to the team that was <laughs> overrated in my mind and said to be in the college football, the college football playoff, don't know why, by Lee Corso, uh, Utah. But I do think this prospect 
did help them with their overrated status because he did pretty well. Zach Moss, running back out of Utah. He's 5'9", 223 pounds, which is good size. He ran a 4.65. Moss averaged six yards per carry in 2019. Six yards per carry for two, in 2019 for 1,416 yards and 15 touchdowns. He also had 28 catches for 330, 388 yards and two scores. Again, when you're having these running backs that catch more than 20 balls a year and they're catching under 100 yards under 1,500, 15 touchdowns, it's not hard to be a good team. It's not. I think most of this, you know, I think, do think they were overrated, but I think most of this, this hype came from the running game and not the quarterback. Uh, so some sources believe Moss is a second, the third round pick as they feel he's a tough runner with a good build. Others are who are really high on him think he could have late round, late first round talent, which could be the truth with a lot of guys. Um, however, a good medical report leading up to 2020 NFL draft is needed, which he has injury problems also. Um, as some teams have medical concerns about him, Moss was a workhorse, which could be bad for college because when you overrun these guys, they end up like Todd Gurley, you know, four years and then boom, got a bad leg, you know, you don't want that. So I I think he can do well in the NFL. Um, I do, however, think he does need to go to a good team. Which every any prospect does, but I think a guy especially like him does. Um, let's read his 2018 evaluation. Moss impressed evaluators in 2018, carrying the Utes' offense on their way to to a five nine and five season. On on the year, he averaged six six point one yards per carry. For 1,096 yards and 11 touchdowns. See, again, in 2019, I think he did the same thing. The reason why they were so high on Utah because of the running game. So that is a good thing. Um, But I think he'll probably be taken in the second round, maybe. I think he's a second-round talent. Or perhaps 30-second pick around like that. Okay. Running back, a lot of people are, I think, sleeping on. It's J.K. Dobbins out of running back out of Ohio State. He's 5'9", 210 yards. He had a 40 time of 4.5. Um, Dobbins averaged 6.7 yards per carry. Again, that is crazy. <laughs> That's pretty much seven yards. Like I said, with was it who's that? Edwards, Edwards Hilaire. If you average six point seven yards per carry, that's seven yards. So 
he averaged that in 2019 for 2,003 yards with 21 touchdowns. Exact same stats, I believe, we read on we read on Jonathan Taylor. Yeah, exact same stats. Reason why I think they're sleeping on J.K. Dobbins. Reasons why I think because you don't have a lot of you have a great backs here and there that come out of Ohio State, and they're pretty good, but you don't have a constant stream of them. Maybe I think they're they're getting on him because his size, he's 5'9", he's not tall like that. Um, 40 time wasn't, you know, wasn't that great. So, and then he does come from a well-oiled machine in Ohio State. So I think they're counting that against him, but I think J.K. Thomas in the open field can, he can really, really turn it on in the open field as far as, as far as just outright burn ability. Um, If you're in the open field with him, you're not going to catch him. That's just, even in the NFL, that's just facts. You're not going to catch this guy. Um, this guy can really fire down the field. Um, prime example, the game against Clemson, where he got where he got into the open field. And nobody, nobody, he got in the open field a couple times in that game. Nobody, nobody could catch him. I mean, once he's in the open field, nobody can catch him. Now, the test is going to come from, like, the test with him is going to come when. If he stood up on offense, can he really break through a, a, a defense line? Can he find the holes like he's supposed to? I think that's why people are underrating him and putting him in the second, middle, second round or early third round because they don't know his ability. They they don't they they haven't seen his ability to break through yet. Um, unlike Jonathan Taylor, you've seen. Jonathan Taylor's trucking ability is pretty good. Um, J.K. Dobbins, he is a he's faster than his forty time. Let's just say that game speed, that man can fly. Uh, so that's the end of the podcast today, and I hope you enjoyed. Um, we'll be I'll be giving you know recording sometime soon. And I'll be back with my next episode pretty soon. Um, Can't tell you when, but it's going to be pretty soon. So y'all have a great day and keep it together out there. Uh, Keep everybody in your prayers that has COVID. All right. Bye.